Everybody's great when they're not tired. The champions is when they're tired, that's when the real champions come out. That's when a real dog come out. Because if you go piss like a puppy, stay on the porch and let the big dog see. Hey, yes, indeed. Welcome back to another episode of the Aussie Fantasy Football Podcast. Joined by our usual suspects, point of 69. How are you, big fella? Mate, I'm good to be here. Ready for week two. Hopefully better than week one. Yeah, fingers crossed, mate. Absolutely pants you and it feels wonderful. Guest, real keen. How are you, big fella? Oh, real keen for today's show. Pretty much won everything except where Josh Allen blew it for me. So, great first week for me. Yeah, it's good to be back, hey? Good to have football back. Exciting stuff. We had Commission Bowl week one in our uh, our main league, Sheeps one, and uh, CMOS one, point of 69 nil, and uh, it feels bloody good, I must say, to, to beat the, the, the reigning champion in week one. Thank you very much to uh, Tyra Hill and his four billion points. Uh, really Is it back to back? Week. Do I play Pete this week? Yeah. yeah do, do you? Yeah, nice. Ooh, that is yeah. juicy. <clears throat> and then, do I play you week three? Because that would be... We can only hope. I've got the buy, never mind. Got the buy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, so what? I've got my nemesis, Timmy, in week three. Oh, look, yeah. Mark that one down as a loss <laughs> by one point. <laughs> yeah. So it's good to have fantasy points back. Uh, you know, we went through the, the roller coaster. That was week one, a, a pretty pretty average start to the, the slate on our Monday morning, Sunday games. It was, you know four touchdowns scored in those first games or something stupid. And then all of a sudden we had a million. So yeah, good fun. Ride the roller coaster, the ups and downs, some injuries, some great performances, some mediocre performances from people we thought would be a little bit better than they were, but uh, we'll break it all down this week. We'll talk about some, some, uh, I suppose we'll, we've got a, a fair, fair few things we want to talk about here. We've got some news. We're going to do some uh, rookie of the week, get back into the, the basics, uh, do some couple of new segments. We've got some surprising snap shares, We've got some big picture trends. We've got some Discord questions. We've got some beers. We've got some just everything. Just a jam pack show. That's it. It's going to be an an absolute cracker. But uh, look, in the meantime, jump over to our social media platforms. Uh, We are at Oz Fantasy NFL on. I'm going to just keep. I'm going to call it X. I'm just going to lean into it. It's on X. Um, Individual socials. You can find us all over there. Reviews. We love a five star review. We haven't had. uh, I don't have many recently, so if you can jump over to whatever your podcast platform is, whether it's Spotify, whether it's Apple Podcasts, just leave a five star. Um, and if you want to jump into the Discord, um, it's it's going off. There's there's betting, there's DFS, there's start sick questions, there's questions coming out of everywhere. So get over there, get amongst it. Uh, it's having a good time in there. Yeah, I've good the notifications stuff. off on my phone just dies pretty much yeah. every day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, it's all happening. Um, we didn't win our first, our, f- yeah. our first uh, what's a majiggy, but look, it is what it is. We'll get there. It's probably like a twenty-two leg multi or something because there's that many people in the punter club. That's it. Oh, I think it's only ten, but I think we went uh, semi close. But yeah, look, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. I'm sure we'll get one by the end of the year. So at least one, anyway. But uh, yeah, look, good, good to have NFL back. We'll talk some news very, very soon. But uh, give us, give us something. Ooh. Felt really crispy. Good. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> this week I've got a Sydney beer from Marrickville, New South Wales. Uh, the Grifter Brewing Co. We've got a Serpent's Kiss Watermelon Pilsner. Uh, combine metrics uh, ABV 4.9%, not 49%. 1.4 standard drinks. 
and 375 milliliters. It's a bit of a red can, got mm-hmm. uh, some gold on it and black. Um, Is that a and a watermelon? Yeah, yeah it's, it's called yeah. the Serpent's Kiss uh, watermelon. Kiss watermelon. So it looks like a bit of a cobra just um, chowing down on some watermelon. Uh, I know CMOS gets a... Uh, a bit sick of us doing fruity um, IPAs. If I was so going to pick a, fruit. A Pilsner this week, yeah. If I was going to pick fruit, though, I do love watermelon. I was always uh, a big advocate of making a pie with watermelon in it. So beer with watermelon, same thing, I guess. Nope. Oh, um, ASMR. <laughs> yeah, this is, um, you know, sometimes these beers are a bit uh, heavy, like the fruit is... It's carried through, but it is just like a kind of easy drinking beer with just like a hint of watermelon flavor to the end of it. I actually am a little bit surprised by this. I do, I wonder whether this would carry on being good after you drink, you know, 20 of them or something. Oh, 20. If you're drinking 20, I don't think any beer is good. Just quietly. Looking at, looking at the can, I'm thinking, I'm getting a little bit of Tampa Bay vibes from it. And uh, so I'm going to go, the player comp here is is Baker Mayfield. Um, surprisingly good in his first start every time, and then maybe we'll get disappointing later, um, but still a little <laughs> bit yet to see. But uh, I'm pretty impressed by this this beer, actually. Um, probably if I was going to send a pick for it, it would just be like the, the very first pick I feel okay in losing, so somewhere in the late first round yeah right. 109 or something when after after all the good running backs and the good yeah it's kind of shot on some random that you <laughs> after you know, Zay flowers in a yeah. <laughs> that's it all right plenty to talk about we've got news coming out of our assholes here we've also got um leaderboards being updated for our mm. best ball tournament put your uh, balls deep in the leaderboard updating by the looks of you um it's been a bit of a bit of a Bit of a slog, 936 names or something Tom was just saying that needed to be updated. So Tom's not here, obviously. He's off with better offers. So Yeah, yeah. do you have an MC gig last night and that's already taken Tom away from his farm today. So back out there. Yeah, yeah you had to yeah. spend a whole week Good writing actually. a poem for his MC gig. So. <laughs> um. He couldn't do any research for the pod, yeah. I mean, it was a good, good yard, but gee whiz. <laughs> I reckon it wouldn't have taken him two minutes. No, nah, that's... Unlike other things he does. <laughs> Podcast prep he's talking about. Yeah, that's... What, yeah. what else would I talk about? Wait, <laughs> what about in the other big news this week? Oh, mate, Gerg um, finally got himself a ring. Just not yeah. the championship line. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he didn't get the ring. He gave away a ring. Oh, yeah. <laughs> got his <laughs> knee. To, took a knee. Took a knee, yep. Took a knee. Ran it out. Ran out the clock and, uh, yeah, he got engaged. Good on you, Gerg. Congrats, Down mate. Down by seven, fourth and 14, took a knee. That's it. Down by only seven. He lost by about 94 points, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to know his stats on his, his win-loss ratio this week. I reckon he's probably won about one game because he didn't win many. I don't think he's trying to win many. So. Look, yeah. I won't, I'll, his claim to fame this week might be the 21st position in um, Aussie best ball. Is he? Yeah, he's got 21st, 21st spot. I reckon he's got one entry too. I reckon I'm 51st. Um, I think I'm 40. Benno, you are 59. Oh, guess, who's six, guess who's 60th? Peter. Pointer. Yeah, because we had almost the same score. Yeah. Who's 69th? Oh, that's a good... That's a, 
That's a great question. Oh. Asking the important questions. Who, who's someone you didn't like playing with, Moz? Who was a, who was one of the the drafters that really tickled you? Is it going to be the oh, like someone real slow? Yeah, yeah. So who was a slow drafter? Oh, geez, I can't even remember who the bloody. Oh, it's uh, yeah, couldn't tell you. Oh, okay, don't worry. Of course, well, sixty nine is Gettys lads. Oh, Gettys. Oh yeah, Gettys could could hold up a draft. I'll Gettys. <laughs> Yeah, we'll keep everyone updated. We'll uh, head over to the socials if you want to know who's in the lead of the Aussie Baseball Tournament. Uh, it's uh, Dobbs Dobbs. Dobbs Dobbs. Um, had him on a couple of weeks ago, actually. So, mm. yeah, look, he's up up the top of the Helpful moment. Helpful stats so. guy. Yeah, let's hope, let's hope he doesn't stay there. Let's hope Seymour's 369 starts to climb that board. But anyways, let's talk some news because there's absolute liters of it. Um, lots of injuries, of course. Uh, big injuries, small injuries. Just things to... To look out for, so we'll, we'll, we'll roll through them, and then anything that we think is notable, we might have a bit of a pause and a bit of a chat about. So, uh, just obviously tomorrow's game, Eagles Vikings. Straight away, it's fascinating because Kenny Gamewell has been ruled out. Um, how this backfield is going to be split, yet to be determined. Um, if you have a look at last week, it was it was pretty much all Gamewell. So, um, you know, there's there's hope for uh, for Penny, I guess, after being a healthy I scratch think last week. Swift is the one to. To play if you're going to play one, though. Um, I, I, I still don't think I'd be playing any of them, to be honest. No. I mean, Swift was on the field for only 19 snaps out of the 66 or whatever it was last week. So he had uh, one carry. It is uh, actually 19 more snaps than uh, Rashad Penny had, though. So You are 100% correct. Yeah, I think he's probably the play, right? Um, but, geez, I'd have to be desperate to be playing old DeAndre Swift. Um who knows? Penny could come out and just look like an absolute unit again. So, just see what happens. But I'd be erring on the side of caution for starting anyone in that backfield. Um, even Boston Scott's going to get mixed in again. So, yeah, hard to tell. Um, good luck if you're relying on the Eagles running backs this week. That's for sure. Um, yeah, and sometimes I mean maybe we'll just go straight into Dobbins here because it kind of links to that because um, him being out for the year and and. Um, Justice Hill looking really, really good. Well, not not that good because actually mm. he scored twelve point nine points with with two touchdowns. But um, sometimes, yeah, you think, oh, this guy had the next best game, but actually, that's just because there was no one active, and they bring someone in, and that person actually keeps their kind of crappy role. And I think that's happened to Justice Hill a few times where someone's gone down and he's had kind of a good game, and then people have rushed to the waiver wire to pick him up and. And he just goes right back to what he was supposed to be, which is sort of this emergency back that does a few changes of pace and plays on special teams a bit. So, yeah, I think that maybe that's what's going to potentially happen with Swift is that he keeps his kind of more passing game-focused role and it either Penny or what's the short dude's name? Boston Scott. Boston Scott. Um, is he short? I don't even know. He just feels like a short back or he should be a short back. The guy that only scores against the Giants um, <laughs> is probably going to... Um, it's yeah, funny. Maybe it's, the, we, we, the carrying of the ball. We say that Swift was like the pass catcher, but um, Kenny Gamble ran more routes, got more targets. So, it's, yeah, it's, it was a weird... Uh, Weird, weird, weird stuff. Um, we'll see where how, see how it shapes out tomorrow. But yeah, wouldn't be relying on it um, if you're expecting 20 points from one of these running backs. Good luck picking which one uh, on the on the um, the Ravens news. Any any chance you think uh, the Gus Bus will be the guy? He's my pick. Yeah, 
just he's been effective in the role in the past. Just can he stay healthy or is he fully recovered from multiple years of injuries? Yeah. Yeah. All right, some other news. James Connor, a questionable with a calf injury, which is a bit of a bit of a shit for the Cardinals, I guess. If you have a look at the the, the running backs behind him this week, it was uh Keontae Ingram. I think he had uh, five carries for minus yards. Um so, so yeah. good to <laughs> Listening to, I think the ballers, so the the market share for James Conner was more than, or the the fantasy point share was more than a hundred percent because of that. <laughs> oh, great, great stuff. Um, so yeah, watch out for James Conner. Just yeah, obviously limited. Um, it's only the Wednesday Wednesday practice, so who knows what's going to happen over the next couple of days. Mark Andrews, he was limited Wednesday, probably good to go. Um, we, we mentioned Dobbins. Obviously, uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to be out for the year with with his his Achilles injury, which yeah, look four snaps. In your debut game, it's it's pretty disappointing for the for the Jets fans. You got to feel sorry for them. They've, mm. The hype was real, you know. Some people picking them for Super Bowl victory, and 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 they go down. I know. Um, I was pretty keen to see what they could do. Um, Garrett Wilson stocks go down. The whole the whole offense really goes down, apart from maybe the running backs who's going to be relied on a little bit more. Um, mm. what, what were your thoughts, Rogers going down, mate? Any. Any thoughts on uh, Garrett Wilson rest of season? Is he listening to us or is he trying to build a leaderboard? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, give me your first round pick, mate. Thanks, mate. No. Damn it. <laughs> what was your question? Repeat it for me. Um, I was slightly distracted. Oh, I just said that I was heaps better at you than fantasy. Oh, I thought it was talking about Garrett Wilson and you were going to drop him. <laughs> I don't even have Oh, yeah, I've got him in shoes too. Um, no, just saying, what are, your th- what are your thoughts on the Jets? Jets offense now that Rogers has gone down. Yeah, not not great. Um, I don't know. This could be one of those real NFL style storylines where uh, Zach Wilson comes out and becomes an absolute stud or the quarterback the Jets wanted. Um, just in the really roundabout way after they trade for Aaron Rodgers, he does his Achilles week one, and then I don't know. They find they find redemption out. story yeah. all of a sudden. Yeah, everybody's kind of rooting for it too. It's it's funny. Everyone hated Zach Wilson, and now they like him for some reason. I guess Hard Knocks does that to a player. But I never hated him. He, apparently, he's a real real go getter in the, in the sack. Yeah. <laughs> if he, if he revolves his career, maybe won't even have to be hunting anymore. They'll, they'll, they'll just be lighting up the Milfliner opera. <laughs> yeah, a bit of a shame. Um, obviously, we're going to have to wait and see what happens over the next. Kind of one or you know maybe even two weeks to figure out what's going on with the pass catches in in the Jets, but obviously it's going to be hard to expect um, Garrett Wilson to go out there and you know have ten accurate targets and a couple of touchdowns, especially seeing as his touchdown this week was the shittest throw you'll ever see in your life, and he's just made a great play. So yeah, uh, moving on, Brandon Cooks, great great confidence um, by Coach McCarthy today, saying he has a chance to play this weekend. Um, he's got a bit of a knee injury, uh, so yeah, monitor that. Uh, Jerry Judy limited with a hamstring. A lot of these are just kind of limited practice. A lot of hamstring injuries going on at the moment. Um, I thought I'd heard that uh, he maybe was looking likely, more more likely than last week, but I don't know where I heard that. Roger that. Uh, Greg Dolchich, doubtful this week. And if anything, it's just like, you know, it's not even doubtful. He's just not going to play. Uh, so look out for, for that. Um, Adam Troutman seemed to be the beneficiary in the tight end room for, for that uh that injury. Uh, Aaron Jones, non-participant Wednesday. Uh, you as you're the big Aaron Jones guy. <laughs> Jeez, I love Aaron Jones. I think he's great. I just think 
He's one of the most disrespected running backs in the, the league. He's just been fantastic for multiple years, but nobody ever talks about him in the same breath as any of the really good running backs. Like, you know, like even drop down from McCaffrey and Saquon is like, has Aaron Jones not done the same thing Saquon done in the last couple of years? He's just been absolutely exceptional. But I guess because Aaron Rodgers is always the storyline there, nobody talks about it. But anyway, from an injury perspective, not surprising. He's older. He is an expert at hurting himself scoring touchdowns. I think this is like the third time I've seen him pull up as he crosses the into the end zone with a hamstring injury. Yeah. And, yeah, I kind of hope that if he's not going to play or if he's going to be limited, he just doesn't play. Like that that's the better result for mm. anybody who's got both. I mean, that's probably more a dynasty thing than a, a redraft now. Um, AJ Dillon goes a little bit higher in drafts since his rookie year. But um, if you've got both, you just want to know the answer. Or if you've got Dillon, you just want to know, yes, yeah. I can play him or no, stay the hell away because he was pretty useless with, with Aaron Jones yeah. on the field. Dylan looked horrible last week. Um, yeah, he's he really needs to put up or shut up sort of thing. So, um, yeah, look, just just obviously be mindful. There's a, a fair bit going on in Green Bay. Um, Dobbs is limited, obviously, off off the back of a uh, kind of lower snap share than I think he'll get when he's uh, full, ready to go off the back of his injury. Um, so just keep in mind, uh, you know, he had a, a good game scoring two touchdowns, but obviously limited reps because of that injury. And then uh, Christian Watson's still DNP today. So keep an eye out for him. Um, you're obviously going to want to see him ramp up beforehand um, because, yeah. Feels we'll like one of those week, so. guys, doesn't he? It's just never going to play 16 games, 17 games. Yeah, young career, you'd want to see it. So f- fingers crossed he gets back pretty quickly. Uh, John Mechie limited with a hammy. He didn't play last week. Uh, Dalton Schultz is limited with a thigh gap injury, a thigh injury. Uh, Kelsey was limited. I think he will be good to go. CH was a DMP for an illness. So I think, yeah, he'll be back in time for, for football time. Um, to play him. Yep. Yeah. Jacoby Myers, this was, was big because he had a massive game in week one. Um, and he looks mm. like a really good contributor for the, for the Raiders this year. Uh, he obviously was pretty concussed. So he did not practice. Um, I'd actually be surprised if he went based off the yeah. news. So. My takeaway from this, because I was actually looking at this on whether I would just straight up drop Hunter Renfro. He had 22% was horrible, yeah. of snap share this week. So yeah. Jacoby Myers has just completely taken that role away from him, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he's probably a chance to get a little bit of run with, you know, without him. So. Yep. If you're desperate in a deep league, maybe you could play him, but it wouldn't be. <laughs> uh, same thing for Devontae Adams. He was actually held out of practice. He wasn't uh, – did not practice. He was just well, – I suppose that's technically did not practice, but he was held out. He's got a, a foot injury. Not too sure what the foot injury is or the, the severity of it. Just saw on the, him – Veteran pop, rest day. Yeah, we? saw him pop up on the injury report, but uh, look out for that. And then Eckler. Eckler is the, the, a, bit, a bit of a concern here with the ankle injury. Um, it also says slash personal, so that's interesting. Um, ankle – did not practice uh, Wednesday, so you're really going to have to look out for um, for his status coming into to his game. Um, Maybe do you think the personal could be him? Kind of. Well, I need a contract, so if I'm a little bit hurt, I'm not going to push it or something like that. Oh, yeah. mate, I don't want to try and I don't, yeah, I don't want to try and guess. I just I just wonder this year that like if he's not eighty percent. 
does he just say, oh, I'll sit out this week? Yeah, maybe. Um, Josh Kelly looked good last week, so um, at least he's got a semi-decent backup now. Um, Josh, he's finally we'll healthy. And, later. Yeah, absolutely will. Um, so, yeah, look out for Eckler. Uh, he was a stud again week one, pretty standard. Uh, maybe he was just podcasting. Maybe that was his problem because he's got a cheeky podcast with Yahoo Sports. So, yeah, look out for that. Uh, most of it did not practice with a knee injury. Um, I think, yeah, the amount of work he got in week one. <laughs> I mean, he looked like the guy in in, uh, in Dolphins land. So, yeah, look out for that. Now, obviously, a big one in, in Steelers land as well is Deontay Johnson's out for four, at least four weeks, I reckon. I reckon it could be more. Uh, he looked like he was dying with his hamstring <laughs> hamstring injuries uh, when he was coming to the sideline. So, uh, tick up for the rest of the wide receivers here. Um, cheeky, cheeky, interested in watching Calvin Austin this week. Um, you know, preseason hero, but uh, he's just a super speedy guy. I like his his play. So, I'm going to watch out for Calvin Austin this week. Yeah, absolutely, very fun to watch. Fast, um, r- runs a nice route. Good, good player. So, uh, Calvin Austin this week is what I'm looking for. Uh, Alan Robinson seemed to be. <laughs> A little bit more involved than I was expecting last week. Most targets for the team. Um, ran a I think he is a good so. wide receiver. Just the Bears weren't good. What about and the Rams, man? The Rams, I don't know what happened. That's very strange. Very, very strange. So, yeah, keep an eye out on the Steelers wide receiver, see what their share is after this week. Um, we'll probably talk about their surprising snap shares uh, next week. So, and then Ty J Spears, he was limited. Um, you know, big workload for him, surprisingly, last week. Um, yeah, is what it is. And then DeAndre Hopkins also did not practice with an ankle injury. I think it might also just be a little bit of vets, vets rest. We'll see what happens there. So keep an eye on all of these things. There's thousands more um, offensive line and defensive line and, you know, all your, your defensive players. But um, they're the, the fantasy-relevant ones. Uh, just keep an eye on. Obviously, keep an eye on your teams. Make sure you don't miss anything. Um, moving on to that. So any other news? I didn't miss anything, did I? I don't think so. Beautiful. All right, let's talk some rookies. Rookies of the week. It's back. Um, I think last year's Rookie of the Year. I don't even remember who it was. Does anyone remember who it was? Was it Olave? Could have been Olave. Could have been Kenneth Walker. Can't remember. Tom will have to update us. One of those Um, two. Yeah, but here we go. This is it. It's back. And I tell you what, a surprise for this week one. Poyda, run us through it, mate. Who have you got? Um, We've all got the same. Yeah, the new one. Puka Nakua. He, um, he really shone, didn't he, with like record targets? I don't know. It was just people had high hopes for him, and he really stepped up. Yes. Tom's got some notes here. What, 15 targets on 78% of the snaps is insane numbers. Matthew Stafford looked like looked on fire. Puka might be the real deal. Um, the best thing I saw or heard was um, on the ballers. What was it? Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm trying to remember how they put it in. Pukua Cup or something like that. Yeah, Pukua Cup, yeah. Pukua Cup. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, yeah, 40, 40% targets per route run. I mean, outstanding. Outstanding. He ran 35 routes and was targeted in 14 of them. It's, uh, it's very good. It's very, very good. Is he? Is he? Um, is this a splash week one or is this? I kind of don't think it is. Until Cooper Cup comes back, I think this is going to be pretty normal. I don't know what you guys think, but I'm I'm in. Let's go. I mean, you can't just get 14 targets and all of a sudden be just yeah. And I think maybe one of the things that I am guilty of here and probably a lot of people are is just kind of forgetting how pretty plus starter Matthew Stafford is. Like, he's just a really good quarterback. And mm. He looked really, really good against 
surprisingly terrible Seahawks defense <laughs> that cannot pressure anybody. That's like you can say what you want about their great young corners if they can't force the quarterback to throw in less than twelve seconds. Like they're just <laughs> gonna do whatever they want. So yep. um yeah. I mean, 10 receptions, 119 yards. You can't say it's going to disappear. 10 receptions is is, is pretty outstanding. So, yeah, Puka Nakua, I think he got everyone's three points. So, yeah, it's going to it's – a, it's a good start for old Puki Nakui. Um, and then on to two points, uh, I think we all had the same again. Yep, we did. This is very, very vanilla. Um, and it's, uh, it's Bijan Robinson. Um, I mean, he did what you expected him to do, right? So, it's – Did you see his runs? That's, that's what it was. It mm. was like – it's the the touchdown's awesome, like a big step and just check the dude out again. of his shoes. And then he doesn't score the next touchdown, but he just makes the best run other than Christian McCaffrey's sixty five yard touchdown run and just burns a bunch of people and then it shoots to him on the sideline after Taylor Algier runs in the touchdown and he is just pissed off that he doesn't get to score this touchdown. He's clearly extremely pissed. Um so yeah, yeah he's he looks like as, as what did Tom call him? He said... Uh, he is him. He is him, yes. Tom. Yeah, it's a thing a, these days. He's yeah, keeping up with the kids, he's, he's old Tom. Keeping up with his kids, yep. That's it. Um, yeah, look, look, looked real good. Can't really complain with, with Bijan. So we, we did have a... Well, us three had all the same. Tom had uh, Jimmy Gibbs at one point. Um, only 27% of snaps looked super explosive. He says every touch. Looked like he was going to take to the house. Linebackers coaching will be grinding film before playing Detroit. I think yeah, Jimmy Gibbs has some some good stuff coming, but uh, I think there was just some other, I think some some really big performances from guys that didn't really expect it. Um, I'll talk about a couple of honorable mentions in a little bit, but uh, Zay Flowers took our one point. Um, Poeta, what did you think about Zay Flowers, mate? Mate, he just when they lost the running backs as well, they were just finding ways to get him the ball. He looks like people can say um, what they expect Darius Tony to do without injuries, and actually good, right? <laughs> With I don't hands think that can catch better, the ball. Yeah, better start from, yeah. from Zay Flowers, right? Like, they, there was a team that needed wide receivers. Ten targets. It's um, Five of them were screens. They just wanted to get the ball in his hands. It looked outstanding. And, I mean, the Ravens weren't stellar. Took the win, but weren't exactly looking super, I guess. But, uh, yeah, moved the ball real well through Flowers. So, I'm liking, I'm liking mm-hmm. the look of him. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, some honorable mentions. Roshan Johnson, for me, um, didn't have much involvement. But gee whiz, he, he definitely made the most of it. Um, five carries for 20 yards, you know, is what it is. But scored a touchdown as well. But then six receptions on seven targets for 35 yards as well. Um, you know, question marks in this running running back backfield, whether he could kind of, you know, start to get a bit of an uptick in volume over the next few weeks and kind of second half of the year, he might be a bit of a, Bit of a cheeky one. Um, it's just obviously going to depend on whether the volume is going to be there. I mean, there are a couple of names in that backfield. So let's just look to see what his snap percentage is going to be. Um, I think this this week it, you know, he, he played uh, the most snaps in the running back position. Um, uh, Khalil Herbert obviously had more carries, but uh, yeah, he played. He was on the field the most and ran the most routes and caught the most passes. So, um, yeah, I'm like a look of Roshan kind of into the second half of the year. So keep an eye on him. Stick a little star next to his name and, and, and just keep an eye on him because I think, yeah, he's uh, he looked real good. So you guys have any other ones you wanted to talk about here? Nah, I think we'll get to them. We've got another 17 weeks to, to find yeah, them. Absolutely. 
All right, so obviously, uh, you know, going to have a look at a few new segments this year, try and keep it a bit uh, bit different to the uh, standard start sit decisions. I think there's plenty of podcasts that are out there that are doing start sit. So we're going to try and have a look at some ways that um, awesome things that go unnoticed, I guess. Um, I'm going to start off with a couple of different uh, segments here. We're going to start with some surprising snap shares or some surprising route shares even um, and have a look at a few of those teams that we expected one thing and we got something different in week one. Obviously, it might be different going forward, but I think there are a few things that surprise us. Uh, and you as, as pointed out one here at the start, and that's everything to do with the Jaguars, mate. You want to start start us off here? Yeah, so I think a lot of people have mentioned this one, but um, Christian Kirk, just not on the field as much as Zay Jones, as in all pretty much every one of their two receiver sets, Zay Jones is the one the one on the outside along with Calvin Ridley, the absolute superstar. So I think Calvin Ridley is is the guy to have in this offense. But um, we're looking at 61 snaps for Zay Jones play versus 43 for Kirk, 32 routes run versus 24, six targets versus two. I think Christian Kirk is certainly going to have his games, but I guess if you're looking at it sort of like the Bengals um, – where Tyler Boyd just doesn't have as much opportunity to get the ball, um, even though he's a pretty good player still. Um, that's kind of where I'm at. So Kirk, big stock down. Zay Jones, big stock up for me. I think he's going to be very involved. He's very capable. He proved last year to be super reliable. I don't think he's ever going to jump into, you know, top 24, but certainly as a flex, I think he... He's going to, again, be startable every week. He's not going to fall off because of Calvin Ridley's arrival. He's he's held exactly the same role as last year, so it's a, a real good sign for me. Yeah, very interesting off the back of a very, very good year for Christian Kirk last year that he just seemed to be just nothing. Like, what was it, two targets or something? So fascinating. Um, obviously, we're going to have to see what it is like going forward. Uh, but, yeah, it's a bit disappointing as a Kirk owner that he was so just... I don't want to say useless, but he, he for fantasy, he's just just wasn't there. So, um, yeah, I'm going to have to keep an eye on him because I thought, you know, not the same as last year, but I thought, you know, really coming in, it would be really Kirk 1-2. So um was a bit of a surprise for me as well. So what do you do? Just if, you, adjust. if you wanted to uh, watch his highlight catch as well, just everything about the play for the Zay Jones touchdown was exceptional. Mm. His, his rollout, the catch is unbelievable, one-hander kind of thing, and just – just a great play all round. Um, I definitely think that Trevor Lawrence looks the real deal. He's he's kind of ascending into that next tier for sure. And um, this is a really good team. I think they they were even maybe a little bit better than I expected. Calvin Ridley was certainly like I. I really just want. I really like Calvin Ridley. I really wanted him to be a thing. I didn't ever make him a my can or anything because I found that his price just seemed – I just never seemed to get him. Like I never seemed mm-hmm. to pull the trigger early enough to get him in the, any of the best balls or anything, but he's just a, a favourite of mine, a, an original draft in our, mm. in our home league, and he's still on my team and looks like I've got an absolute winner there after the first week. It looks like he could easily be a top five wide receiver. Um, this looks like a very, very good offence to target for fans. Oh, for sure. Yeah, the the, the- – Everyone's bought in too. Like it goes, it's it's been on Twitter all over the place. The Travis Etienne block for the Calvin Ridley touchdown. Like, mate, he was moving to go and make that block for him, um, and without it, the defender is more than likely going to take Ridley down. So, um, same stuff as uh, Brendan Ayuk for the for the Forty Nineers. So, 
Yeah, exciting to see where the Jags go. But um, a couple of ones that I found here, and it's frustrating because I am the Cardinals fan, and the amount of talent that Trey McBride has and the fact that Zach Ertz is coming off the back of an ACL tear, it's week one. Everyone's saying, oh, yeah, Zach Ertz, we'll just ease him back in. But he played 48 snaps versus 23 for, for Trey McBride. He ran 32 routes versus 10 for Trey McBride. Uh, he ended up with nine targets. He was the most tar- the highest target tight end in week one. And it's absurd. The guy's 407 years old, and you've got this wonderful talent in Trey McBride. Obviously, he wasn't drafted by this regime, but two targets. Two targets in just an offense that obviously isn't going to be putting up much production. But gee whiz, you would think that this bloke would be on the field a little bit more uh, off the back of a, a Zach Ertz injury. So a bit disappointing to see. Um, if you were hoping that Trey McBride was going to have a breakout year, I think you're going to be waiting until Zach Ertz is out of town. So... I think the other thing you're going to have to wait for is you heard Tom say earlier that um, Bijan, he is him. Um, Josh, Josh Dobbs is not him. <laughs> he, he's not. Uh, he maybe will keep games competitive or something somehow. But uh, I think the defense is the only thing we're going to be able to rely on here. The offense is horrible. Jesus. Whether the yeah. defense was actually any good or it's just the Washington um, offense that's not so good. We'll have to wait and see. But uh, the defense actually looked pretty good last week. So obviously JG is a bit of a, a defensive-minded coach. So, um, yeah, look, let's let's just see what happens. Keep it in mind. Uh, but, yeah, Trey McBride, not quite what we're hoping for. Um, another surprising one here, and I'll get Pete's thought on this one here. Uh, Twice Spears versus Derrick Henry. Spears is on the on the field more than Derrick Henry this, this week. Um, obviously, Henry took all the carries, but... 20 routes for Tajay Spears, 10 for Henry, four targets versus two for Henry. Played more snaps. Thoughts, Boda? No, I don't know. I think this one's a bit bit of a stretch for me. They have to get someone else on there other than Derek Henry. The fact that Henry's still carrying all the ball um, is probably the difference. Like, how many it was his carries, you said? Spears. 19 to three. Yeah, 19 yeah, to three. So, like, that's very dominant still with – they're not spelling Derek Henry in the run game, but – whether it's effective now that Ryan Tannehill is a bit of a statue back there <laughs> remains to be seen. I, I think they, they, their defense kept them in that game for so long, but in the end, it, luck ran out, right? Mm. You can't win a game with, what, three or four turnovers from your quarterback. It's... Like, I mean, for you, Moz, the question sort of leads is, do you think Tajay Spears is going to replace Derek Henry? Eventually. When Henry retires. <laughs> uh, I mean, like this season, any time in the short term, do you think he's going to... No, but it's just fascinating. There's a, there's an option here that if, if you think Titans are going to be in a negative game script, then Tyson Spears is going to be on the field a lot, um, running routes. And he ran 20 routes, so it's it's not as though he's just standing there pass-blopping. Blopping! Pass-blopping! I like that. I'm going to use that from now on, pass-blopping. Um, I think... There's an opportunity there that... Potentially, there's a second option in the backfield. It's obviously no one behind him. Julius Chestnut is apparently the running back of the ring. Go on, yours. Yeah, I wouldn't be excited about him standalone, but as a handcuff, maybe for the first time, I think it's quite obvious who the mm. handcuff is to Derek Henry, and we haven't really had that before. Often kind of hoping it's going to be Hassan Haskins or some other guy and it's always not that guy it's someone else but there's been no signs whatsoever as to who that's going to be whereas it looks like they they trust him on the field which Mm. is a a good sign for his availability and yeah I guess if you're fading Derrick Henry you don't think he can hold up to the workload anymore then maybe you should have been 
targeting Tajay Spears um, because, yeah, I think he's going to, he's got that kind of safe hand. Like if Derek Henry goes down, he's going to oh, go for a hundred percent of your budget. Like, yeah, like absolutely. That. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's probably what I'd take away from this is just that he's a better handcuff than maybe I thought he was going to be. Absolutely. All right. Um, let's talk about a couple of other ones that I found as well. Uh, Washington, Commanders Brian Robinson, um, the the routes, the, the the pass catching work is what shocked me here. Uh, everyone was kind of hyping up Antonio Gibsoff or Antonio No Gibsoff as I was calling him last year, um, leading into this year with his pass catching, um, I suppose opportunities. But out comes week one. Brian Robinson, eighteen rat, rats run versus seventeen for Antonio Gibson. It's gone for you too, Pete. Oh goodness. Yeah, yeah. Um, Where have no, I gone? I was just thinking, is this me? And I came yeah. back and. Uh, Oh, here yeah, he is. Not what happened? You just cut out for pretty much that whole thing. So, oh, beautiful! I was just talking. Um, Who knows? We didn't just talk over the top of you, but uh, I guess the the gist of it is, is Brian Robinson is uh, apparently the pass catcher, as opposed to what yeah. we thought Antonio Gibsoff was. So, yeah, look, I'm just going to repeat what I said. If it comes out twice, it comes out twice. Who cares? Uh, Eighteen routes versus seventeen for Antonio Gibson. Two versus one. It's not exactly huge. Um, but 19 carries versus three for um, Antonio Gibson. So he just seemed to be absolutely nothing. Um, so, yeah, look, it's almost if you are you were thinking he was going to be a thing in redraft, cut him, move on. <laughs> I'm going to call it early. Cut him, move on. Brian Robinson seems to be the, the guy here. So good for him. He probably, yeah, like if you if they're playing the Chiefs or something, I think you could maybe see Gibson get lots of targets potentially, but... I wouldn't be relying on it. Yeah. Game script often doesn't go the way you expect it to or the, the reason that somebody got what you thought they were going to isn't actually the right reason. So, yeah, I wouldn't be thrilled about it. In saying that, it is only the two of them. There was no third running back uh, on this team. It was uh, Chris Rodriguez had three snaps. So, yeah, it's a two-horse race. So, at least you know it's going to be concentrated between those two. But, um, yeah, it's surprising how much of a, of a passing load that Brian Robinson took. So, um, you know. Obviously, last year was a little bit interrupted with his preparation at the start, so uh, full off season here, um, he could be a, a bit of a guy. But uh, let's uh, last one I, I found, and this was quite fascinating, um, was the Patriots, and we're, we're going to talk about them for a little while here because it's uh, very interesting what's going on in, in New England at the moment. Uh, but the wide receivers here, um, we came in with uh, the new signing of Juju, uh, the the new draft of Kayshawn Booty. Um, and then Kendrick Bourne outshines them all, which everyone expected, right? There was a little bit of camp buzz about him, but he's he's just a solid NFL player, and maybe that's that's all this is. But I don't know. Yeah, he, he looked real good. <laughs> <laughs> he did. 55 snaps in the end for, for Kashan Booty, 43 for Juju, but then 73 snaps for Kendrick Bourne. He ran... Uh, the most routes, 54, 43, and 27 for uh, 54 routes for, for Bourne, 43 for Booty, and only 27 for, for Juju. Um, and then 11 targets for, for Bourne, uh, three targets for Juju, and seven for Booty. I'm pretty sure that is. Can't remember what order I've written this in. It seems pretty random, but Demario Douglas um, actually had the same amount of routes uh, and targets as Juju. So it's a bit of a worry for, for Juju. I thought he would be almost the wide receiver one slash 1A, 1B sort of thing. But, uh, yeah, he, he didn't do much. Uh, and Kendrick Bourne goes out there and just blows it away. So uh, do you think it's just a, a one-off? Or do you think Kendrick Bourne could potentially be a bit of a game-changer this year? That's the question. 
I think Devontae Parker being out is maybe something to just think about here as well. Um, that maybe he was intended to have Kendrick Bourne's role and Kendrick Bourne did a real good job stepping in, but when, when Devontae Parker comes back, maybe he, he takes over a little bit there or at least runs more routes and pushes him down a little bit. So that's that's just like a maybe a caution because I think they did seem to really like Devontae Parker. They paid him a bit of money. So that that's one interesting thing. And then another interesting thing, and maybe I'll just jump into our next segment because it carries over pretty nicely. Um, do a bit of, of a deep dive into some sort of big picture trends and, and maybe how that's affecting one particular team. So the Patriots led the NFL in pass attempts this week with 54. And uh, that's not normal for, for the Patriots. It's not normal for Mac Jones. I, I had a look through his career and he's previous um in his first two seasons his previous high was 51 past him so he has has got up close to it once and then he actually has four only four games of 40 or more passing attempts and two of those games were 40 passing attempts so this is you know his his average last year he averaged 33.5 pass attempts per game so this was 20 more passes than he normally throws in a game this is a, a surprising change for the patriots so when you see 11 targets, you also got to think that there was like something like 40% more passes thrown than maybe Mac Jones is going to throw on any given week. So maybe those numbers all come down and all these players become a little bit less usable for fantasy. Um, or maybe they don't. <laughs> That's what the trouble with week one and you've only got one game as a sample size. So definitely something that we're going to have to watch. I think a little bit of context. Um, they were down 16-0 in the blink of an eye. Um, yeah, basically that first quarter won Philly this game. Um, well, they didn't do much after that, right? So A hard, a kind of hard-fought game in the end. But, um, yeah, I think it's just a weird game script where they sort of thought they'd won the game and, and switched off a little bit or something. I'm not sure. And then, second of all, that they could not run the ball. Stevenson had 2.1 yards per carry, 12 carries for 25 yards. Um, Zeke was a little better, seven for 29 yards, but only 76 rushing yards from the Patriots is is low. Um, that includes quarterbacks and everything. So I think, to me, I'm looking at it thinking this is a weird thing that's going to end and it's not going to carry on. This is not how the Patriots are going to play, but it's just something to, to look at because I think Mac Jones was QB2 on the week or something. Um, if Mac Jones is suddenly going to throw, you know, 20% more passes, he's suddenly a lot more interesting for fantasy. And uh, maybe he's the uh, best ball league winner again. So, uh, yeah, just wanted to really dive into that. don't know if you guys had any any further takes on that. But Point thoughts, Patriots? Are you thinking this is a one-off or are you thinking this could be trending towards what might happen a little bit more? I think they'll, they'll fluctuate, I think. And they needed to pass the ball more than they did last season, or at least give it a go. And that's the why they brought back um, Bob mm-hmm. uh, into the video. So I'm on the side. I mean, maybe it's posit- a bit of hoping here, but I'm on the side. I think they are going to be a bit more aggressive in how they pass the ball. Um, and then maybe this is a week where I guess they tried it against a, a good defense. Um, maybe if they get a team where they can really manhandle them, we might go back to just pumping the ball, running over teams. But I think it's definitely going to be some of these. 50-50, but I think I'm 
liked what I see for from Mac Jones week one, I think there's going to be a high chance that continues. Look, I hope so because those games – didn't he have a game where he threw like six passes or something last year? Yeah. I think he threw two in the snow bowl against Buffalo, didn't he? Oh, oh, it was very low, whatever uh, it was. Stupid, yeah. stupid low. Um, so, yeah, look, obviously we're not hoping for that. But, yeah, I think maybe 80% of this, not, not you know, 50-plus passes every game. I think, yeah, kind of 35, 40 passes a game is what I'd expect from you, these guys. You know the Patriots are going to try and scheme to hmm. play a team the way they want to beat them. That's up. it, right? But I think the fact that they're – there's not um, handcuff, uh, you know, training wheels on Mac Jones to say, "Oh, you're not. We're not going to allow you to pass the ball, you know, 50 times a game. They're going to let him, let him cook if he can." So it's a good sign for him. And I think the fact that they, you know, they took it to the, like, you know, Tim made the Super Bowl last year. Mm-hmm. Um, this might not be a this terrible Patriots team as we a lot of people might have been talking about preseason. For sure, they do also need to play the Dolphins twice a year and they've just shown that they can put up points. So, um, you know, their whole kind of schedule, I guess, they're going to play Kansas City, they're going to play Buffalo twice. You know, Buffalo didn't look super with what happened there, but, you know, there's some, could be some volume. They're going to play Dallas. So, yeah, they're going to be in games where it's going to be competitive and it could potentially be a shootout. So, um, yeah, look, positive signs for old Mac Jones. I enjoyed watching that game back, even though, you know, it's a bit of a slog fest at the start. So, Look forward to it. What else we got? On the uh, the targets question, I'll just add um, the six targets. This is the six pass attempts from Mac Jones was the game he got pulled for the oh the Zappy, backup. yeah Zappy, yeah, um, yeah 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 you're right. He was he come back from an injury, he just wasn't ready. Um, he only played like thirty percent of the snaps. There was a game where he so, played. He threw like two passes, right? He threw three passes against Buffalo, um, two for nineteen yards. That was there. It was the snow oh, game, yeah. and they just ran the ball every single play. They basically like, we're just going to run the ball, and Buffalo were like, ah, oh, yeah, sure you will, and then they just did. Um, <laughs> that was that was a funny game. I'll tell you and what, what uh, other... just before we move away from the Patriots, oh, yep. Hunter Henry. What? Did yeah, you... I didn't. I'm a I'm a bit of bit of a cheeky. This guy could be some decent value this this year. Um, yeah. Mike Kosicki was the the guy that they brought in, but. Uh, outsnapped him, almost doubled the amount of snaps. Obviously, they were running some two tight end sets here because he almost played. They played 80 snaps. Hunter Henry had 63 of them, but ran 42 routes, which was third most in the team, just behind Booty. Um, six targets. One of them, obviously, was in the end zone. Always usable around the end zone, Hunter Henry. Um, he's good for a one for one for one, but this this week it was a little bit more, um, and he ended up as the tight end one. So, bit of funk it, hey? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Miles. I think. Hunter Henry had been a t- good tight end in um, – was it uh, – it was still Chargers. LA then. Chargers, yeah. Um, and he comes across now to – he had a, had a good season, then he's had an off-season. They're going to be a bit more pass the ball around this year. I think I think we could see a good season from Hunter Henry. Yeah, he could be one of those guys that, that went to a league because he, he does this consistently and he's always usable around the end zone. So. And he's on a team that needs needs a pass catcher, right? Like they, they have – like we talked about the guys before, but like there's no – um, Justin Jefferson, that's just going to hog it, or that type of they, like they need to get use out of their tight end, and the way they play, they want to run, they want to pass. Um, it could be a really valuable year for Hunter. And if you're new to fantasy or newer to fantasy, and you, you think maybe back to when Zach Ertz was on the Eagles, and everybody really loved Dallas Got it and, and knew he was the next big thing, this is Hunter Henry's the same story. So he's behind Antonio Gates, and just like. 
looks like the real deal scoring touchdowns absolutely everywhere. Um, but they had just, I don't know if Gates is going to go to the Hall of Fame or not, but just a, a really good, good tight end in front of him that was, yeah, sort of holding him back. And he, he finally got his shot and he never really just ascended to the next level. So he, he does have the the backing of, of a really talented player. Um, yeah, I think if he's available, you should pick definitely pick him up. Absolutely. All, All right. right, what else you got for us, mate? Speaking of the Chargers, where he, he started his career, um, so Patriots led the, the league in pass attempts. The Chargers had the best rush attack in the league this week. So it's a little surprising to me. You kind of think of them as a, a passing team with Justin Herbert, but um, they had 32 rush attempts between the two uh, big dogs, so 16 each to Eckler and Kelly. Obviously, maybe Eckler's sort of niggle pushed Kelly up a little bit, but um, 7.31 yards per carry for Eckler and 5.69 for Kelly on 32 carries. That's very impressive. Um, PFF rush grade of 83.6, which is first. Um, looking at Miami's run defense grade, they were 48.8, which is not good, 28th. <laughs> Um, so basically my question is, are they a super run team now? Do they have this outstanding scheme or are the Dolphins a horrible rush defense and you should absolutely attack that? Um, so that's, that's one of the things I'm definitely going to be watching next week. How does, um, whoever's playing the Dolphins, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Um, how do they go running the ball and, uh, on the contrary, how does, New England, um, by the way. New England, okay. tough game. It's good. Look to good defense in week one. Um, yeah, how does how do the Chargers go running the ball this week? Um, do they shift back a little bit to the pass? Um, but certainly puts a question mark as to whether you can maybe expect as much out of Herbert, who I think is a lot of people's maybe MVP, Smokey. Um, uh, yeah, Gerald Everett was pretty much useless. Donald Parham uh, not really great. Donald Parham, when I had a look, he played less snaps. He had got the end zone target. targets. He just caught them and he caught one for a touchdown. They both had twenty-one yards. It was it was pretty even. Um, so yeah, three targets each, two for twenty-one, three for twenty-one. But Parham got the touchdown. He also had and, a, um, he had obviously three targets. Two of them were in the red zone for Donald yeah. Parham. So. Um, so looking good, but 68% of snaps yeah. versus 49. Yeah. Um, Keenan Allen still looks like a high-volume receiver, you know, nine targets, six for 76, went down on the one, could have had a touchdown. Uh, but Mike Williams, only five targets, and I just, you know, 33 pass attempts, 23 for 228 and a touchdown. That's, it's not getting me excited in, in fantasy, is it? And if this rush game is going to be super, super effective, is Herbert going to have to do anything more than that? And this was in a an absolute shootout. Like, this was the high-flying game of the week. Um, so I'm a little bit pumping the brakes on Justin Herbert at the moment. Um, a little bit worried about that. So that's definitely something I'm, I'm watching do you guys have any thoughts whether it's a, a good scheme or a, a bad defense? Plenty. I think if you if you listen to Austin Eckler talk this week, he's he's got a, a pod, as I said, with Yahoo uh, and Matt Harmon, and 
I think they were ranked 30 in, in rushing offense last year. Um, so the whole off-season, the whole training camp, they were saying, well, we need to run the ball effectively. Um, and it was something they really did work on um, in, in preseason. So uh, obviously, Kelly coming off the back of a pretty mediocre year last year, they finally seemed to be, well, he's healthy for one, which is which is obviously a big a big tick up for him. But um, Eckler's always said, I, I always want a second guy so I can be more effective with, with my spells. Um, and, and finally, Josh Kelly's come out and done it. So, I mean, rushed for 91 yards, only 16 carries, which is really, really, really good. Um, so, yeah, I think it could be a trend, whether or not it's every single week. I mean, uh, Tennessee this week, <laughs> you know, they're fairly midland. So... This will be a bit of a teller. Um, I think it's going to be a bit of a spell between the two. Though. I think they're going to be both pretty effective um, as well as, you know, Herbert's going to see his games as well. So I wouldn't be too stressed about Justin Herbert yet. Um, but, yeah, look, you, you, you're kind of expecting him to be the guy, right? As, as I said, there's a lot of people picking him MVP. Um, you know, Quentin Johnson's still got to come on. He only played uh, 22 snaps out of the 80. So uh, he'll come on kind of in the next couple of weeks. Mike Williams is always inconsistent, but um, yeah, I think it's 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 gonna it's gonna be a bit of everything. They're gonna they're gonna run the ball. It's gonna be balanced, a bit more balanced than what I think people expected. Instead of the kind of Joe Burrow slinging the ball around fifty five thousand times a game, um, they'll be able to rush the ball effectively as well as pass the ball effectively. So um, yeah, just I think it'll be the same. So Pointer, anything anything you think? Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't change my thoughts on us and Eckler. I think. Things are going well. Chargers. Chargers in general, though? Ask yeah, I think they... You know, look. Look at that game, that game they played. I think it speaks for itself. A shootout of that quality. That can't be a bad offense, right? I think I think the player that's going to take the hit is probably going to be um, Palmer. Just sort of... You watched him sort of disappear as QJ comes onto the scene and, and takes over that role, so... It looked good week one. I just think the Chargers could we could see in a couple of weeks' time they lose a couple more games like this, and it's same old, same old Chargers. Chargers, bro. <laughs> you're gonna have to see the coach fired yeah. this year if they don't. I think I think you're correct. They they're gonna like, but this is what the Chargers have been. They've shown flashes, but they lose. Can't get over the line, game, right? right? Uh, some games sometimes they win, but they they don't to be a good enough team in the NFL and have a real Super Bowl push. You have to, you can't have. You can lose one game like this throughout the season. You can't lose seven. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Having said that, I do think the other side of this coin is that Miami is a very good team. Um, I think they're probably a top five team in the, the AFC pretty easily. They're exciting, um, right? Yeah. Very exciting. Um, Tua looks amazing. Every time. If you watch Red Zone, if that's how you consume your football on, on a Monday morning in Australia, um, Every time they put the Dolphins on, it's it's at least 20 yards. Mm. They, chunk never play, chunk play. Just a little little carry. They don't even bother showing any of the other players. They're just like, oh, and Tyreek Hill scored another touchdown. Here it is, <laughs> and it's 58 yards. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Jalen Waddle's broken free for a 30-yard game. <laughs> it's, it's great. It's exciting. That's what you want to watch in football, right? You want to watch these big plays, and they are absolutely outstanding at it. I mean, Tyreek Hill's a freak. Jalen Waddle's super good. Even Mostert. Mostert's still got it going on. And then... Um, who was that guy? Craycraft? Craycraft? What was his oh, name? Oh, Craycraft. Craycraft. Came I'm in pretty and sure his parents changed his last name. They, were, they just really liked the name River, but they better change the last name because Rivercraft sounded a bit dumb. So they, they just 
So that with Craycraft. What should we call it? Craycraft. Yeah, that's it. And even Braxton yeah. Berrios, he mixed in well. Um, he actually looked the best I've ever seen Braxton Berrios. So, um, yeah, they're an exciting offense. Durham Smythe. Yeah, Durham Smythe was uh, a bit, bit slick. So. The most routes run of any tight end in the league or something, something like that. Something stupid like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, they're very, very exciting. I'm looking forward to watching watching the Dolphins this year. And if Tua can stay healthy and keeps these concussions out of his game, I think, yeah, sky's the limit for them. So go to the Dolphins. Um, I'm excited about him. So, yeah, all right, let's let's rip into some Discord questions here because a few came through late here this afternoon um, and there's some good talking points here. Obviously, we talked about Garrett Wilson enough before. Uh, the first question was, what are we doing with Garrett Wilson? This person, uh, Peachy, he already knows what Tom would hold. Tom would hold him. Just wondering what your other boys thought. Um, I mean, obviously, if we're talking dynasty here, Garrett Wilson is an absolute keep uh, unless you can get just a ransom for him. Um, if you're talking redraft, really, it's you're selling low, right? Uh, this is the lowest mm. you'll ever, ever have him at. Um, who knows? Maybe with a full week of preparation, it's, it's hard to say. I definitely wait. I don't think his value is going to go down. Like, people are already assuming he's going to be bad yeah, this week. exactly right. Like worse this week. I think he's still going to be a pretty solid, you know, top 24 wide receiver. He's a good, like, we target you know, any number one wide receiver on any team as a, a player that we want. So it doesn't really matter. He's still going to be a very startable fantasy asset um, and he's got a huge amount of potential. He's, he's definitely, he is him. Um, would, you have traded, would you have so, traded Garrett Wilson last season? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's the yeah. easiest way to put it. Would answer that question, it's the same thing, right? You don't you don't get rid of him. Um, you're not going to get... You sh- if you wanted to get rid of him, the time is to get when Aaron Rodgers mm. come in, uh, get that little bit of a bump. But still, I don't think it was drastically over what he was without Aaron Rodgers. So, but again, if you want to get rid of him, wait and see what he does this week. Maybe he scores two touchdowns against the Cowboys. Yeah, <laughs> good luck to you. Yeah, look, as I said, a, a full week of preparation for Zach Wilson. As he was thrown into the game after four snaps, like he, he was would not have been ready to go. Um, this massive hype start of the game, you know, Rogers running out and getting the biggest cheer in the history of the world and he goes down with four snaps. You're mentally not prepared because you're like, oh, shit, we just lost Aaron Rodgers. Um, so, yeah, look, just let's just see what happens. Um, you, you can't sell him now. You're going to sell him for absolutely nothing. So, yeah, don't sell him at the moment. Hold. Um, I can imagine it. Zach Wilson comes out, right, and he knows he's got 1.8 seconds to throw the ball because Michael Parsons is, is already rushing at him before the ball's even snapped somehow. And so he just throws two go balls. Stefan, uh, Stefan Diggs, the other Diggs, um, Trevor. is 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 being a bit too aggressive, and he he overplays it. Garrett Wilson just burns him, catches two touchdowns. It could happen. All right, sports bet two touchdowns. Garrett Wilson, <laughs> he was just calling it here. Uh, okay, what do you think the realistic outcome for Rashid Shahid is? Uh, and then ditto for Puka Nakua. Uh, we talked a bit a little bit about Puka before. I think whilst Cooper Cup is out, I think he's just just playing. I mean Stafford. Look good. He had plenty of time to, to pass the ball, but um, you know the Rams just seem to find a way, right? McVeigh, if he is the guy that everyone thinks he is, I mean he's going to get this this team moving the ball pretty well. So I'm, I'm kind of in on Puka Nakua. Uh, if you went and got him off waivers, congratulations. If you picked him up after a, a, a rookie draft, or you know you got him in the fourth, well, well done because you've got a bit of a guy there. So he's he's what Van- picked him up a week before the first first week i've no idea why i did it but i remember doing it <laughs> he's whatever i was hoping van jefferson would be right and and as i heard today he's the big guy and a bunch of small drafted wide receivers so good on pukunuku uh, rashid shahid this is this is interesting uh, michael thomas and chris alave the guys in front of him Derek carr said you know give me a shot 
to, to win this game and Shahid was the target. So I think it's going to be much of the same though. He's going to be the, the kind of outside deep guy who's just going to flash for a, a long play here or there. Um, you guys agree or? Yeah, there's, there's two very good targets in, in this team already. So I think if you're targeting Rashid Shahid to ever break out, it's like he's, he's kind of stuck behind Chris Olave and, in reality, these type of players, they don't move on to another team. There's there's no, you know, gr- the grass is always greener somewhere else, but that never in actuality happens. This is probably his best chance to produce. Certainly, like, as a best ball player, if you picked him in best ball, bravo, because he's going to put up Six for lots of, you know, or even just, like, two for 108. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just mm. a big play here or there. Um, so, yeah, I was surprised. He was way more involved than I thought he was going to be. But I wouldn't be trading for him. <laughs> Maybe pick him up on waivers if you can. Um, he's certainly a player that, you you know, if he has another good game this week, you can sell him. And I'd certainly be looking to do that because I, I can't see him being consistent with Chris Olave and Michael Thomas on this team. It's, and, and Alvin Kamara coming back. Mm. There's... there's too many mouths to feed for Derek Carr here. Yeah, absolutely. And then, uh, uh, of course, you know, Michael Thomas, the, I think the, there was a comment after the question was brought up, Michael Thomas is more than likely going to be on IR soon because he's always getting injured. But um, while he's there, I don't think the options are going to be there for him. So uh, let's move on to the next one. Point. I'm going to throw this straight at you, mate. Dynasty after week one, who do you most prefer out of Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, and DeAndre Hopkins? Moving forward with those three guys, you have to choose one. Who are you choosing, Poyer? Uh, Keenan yeah. Allen. I don't think Dynasty or Redraft makes any difference to this question, to be honest. Yeah, they're all that kind of aging yeah. wide receiver. Um, yeah, I'm on Keenan. Uh, I think, yeah, as much as the Bucks won the game and um, Mike Evans scored a touchdown and the other two didn't, as you said, you was Baker Mayfield comes out week one every week and his first game for the Rams is great. His first game for the Browns is great. His first game for the Bucks was all right. Oh, yeah, first game for the the Rams wasn't great. He oh, it was good enough, right? Had a drive at the good end. Good enough to get him so the win. This game, this game actually looked like he was – he actually did look a lot better. Um, He's going to get a Geno contract at the end of this year. I don't know. I'm, I'm just <laughs> – I think I was worried and because there was so much noise about how the quarterbacks was bad in Tampa. But that start wasn't – was pretty good. And I think is Mike Evans better than he, people thought he was going to be. Like the, the receivers there could be better than they thought, but – it's very early. Want to wait and see another week or two. I mean, he's going to score a thousand yards. Great again, route right? that touchdown. Mm. That touchdown was really nice. Like he just he gets the safety going one way, then the other way. Just steps straight past him. The pass from Baker is perfect. It was a really nice touchdown. He's going to do it again this week. They got Chicago, so he's going to play. He's going to play well against this week. There's opportunities there for Baker Mayfield again this week. So it could be a start of the week, to be honest. Oh, Baker. So um, yeah, I'm on. I'm on Keenan Allen there as well. To be honest, I just. He's a Mike Kent. So I'm not going to say anything on, else, am I? On, on the back of that question, right? We've we've all just said Keenan, but the one part name that never talked about was mm-hmm. New. Is there any hope for New? Absolutely, Keenan, Tennessee. He had something like 13 targets or something. Yeah. Like he, he had all the targets. It's just that Tannehill absolutely sucked. Um, yeah, but is that going to repeat itself again? Yeah, that's the and cool. again and again. No. Oh, well, yeah, it was, I mean, it was a bad week. Yes, but. If if you think the Titans are going to be boat racing forty, you know, boat racing teams at the moment, and Derrick Henry's going to get forty carries, I think you're dreaming. The Titans aren't going to be that great, right? So they're going to be in these 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 games where they're going to have to throw the ball, and 
you know, 12 targets. Again, as you, as you said, you as for Hopkins. Hopkins is that guy. He gets targets all the time, wherever he goes. It's just a matter of eventually he's going to catch one in the end zone, right? So um, he was very, very... Are you going to pick the week that he, that he started? I'm going to start him every week. As if you're going to see Hopkins when you're getting 12 targets. Yeah. It doesn't matter if he's playing for Tennessee. Eventually they're going to figure it out. I mean, he only had 65 yards, seven catches, but like... 13.5 PPR points, I'll take that for my probable wide receiver three, even a flex opportunity. So, yeah, I'm starting Hopkins until he, until I'm not starting him, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I think Keenan Allen, for me, is the one that represents a, oh, he could finish in the top 12. Mm. After after week one, that's how I feel. Like, he's he's the primary target mm. in a really good offense. And the beast that's why away I'd from be most excited about him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to be honest, you could choose any of them, really. So yeah, I don't think in dynasty like if you were one of those weirdos who likes to just trade one wide receiver for another because you like that one better and the other person <laughs> likes your one better, I wouldn't think twice about any of these trades really going down. Like, oh, I want Mike Evans instead of Keenan Allen. I'd probably be like, you're an idiot. I want Keenan Allen. But okay, you honestly could just really play the matchup, idiot. right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> just play the matchup and, and trade between the three. <laughs> But yeah, I'm still on that. The Ken Allen is a Kent for me. So. Uh, two more questions. Who is the wide receiver one in Houston? <laughs> yes. Is there a wide receiver one or is there a wide receiver 1A and 1B with Robert Woods and Nico Collins? Because they both almost played the same snap. They almost ran the same routes and they almost had the same targets, 10 and 11. Is it just going to be the same thing every week? Because that's what I'm predicting. They're going to be an A and B. So, like, we look at um, the 32 teams and we're like, oh, 32 teams, 32 wide receiver ones, and they're going to be the top 32 wide receivers. But it's not like that. There's there's wide receiver twos that are better than the Texans, for example, wide receiver one. And so I think it just doesn't matter. Just don't worry about it. Let someone else worry about it. If somebody wants to buy that player off you, sell them. I just I don't want anyone in. In Houston, I don't think this is going to be a fantasy viable option at it's, all. Uh, in saying that, what are you really going to be paying for a guy like Nico Collins? Really? Nothing. Minimal, right? The chance that he, I mean, what, what did he have? 12 targets this week? 10 targets. T- uh, 11 targets this week. Uh, he went six for 80. It's only a matter of time before one of those goes to the house, right? So... If he's getting 12 targets every game, the opportunity is there. It's it's not going to cost you much, and he's probably a flex. Like, why not take a shot? Yeah. I mean, I mean, what was that stat the other week where, where rookie quarterbacks never support anyone inside? The I mean, good start, six for 80. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I'm not excited about it. Like, yeah, I'm not excited about him, but he's a he's a good option for you for a flex. Bye weeks coming up, um, injuries always happening. Yeah, I think he can do worse than Nico Collins. I think if we go with the the lens of the previous question, actually in, in redraft, yep, maybe grab him, go after him. He's going to have usable weeks for you. Maybe use your flex. Maybe use your your bye week replacement or something. He's he's that kind of player. In Dynasty, whatever he develops into this year, that that's it. Mm. He's not mm. – they're going to replace him with somebody better. Like, that's what's going to happen. He's not – Marvin Harrison Jr.? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. That's what's well, they don't have their first-round pick, so good luck. Good luck getting yeah, Marvin yeah, Harrison yeah. Jr. 
So it's, good, it's got, like good. Tank Dell's going to come back to a full allotment of snaps. John Mechie's going to come back to a full allotment of snaps. Um, so there's some options there. But in saying that, he's wide receiver 24 right now. Wide receiver 24. There was a report about Tank Dell coming. Getting more involved, yeah. Week, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, last one. And it's going to be on. interesting, Houston's back there. Who that, the fact they can't draft another wide receiver next year. Well, they um, can, but they're early. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in the first round. But I can't get that. You want, you want to be able to get that real, really good receiver. They're just not, not there. Plenty of good ones at the top of the second. The Cardinals are going to get a really yeah, good wide they're... receiver next year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, being so. quarterback. Oh, well, both. We're, going, we're going to have pick one and pick two, so... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, all right, last question or last thing that came through is a, a cheeky trade and, and you as you wanted to talk about it because there's some names in here uh, and just talk about value very quickly here, I guess. This is Super Flex League, of course. Um, we're looking at Ryan Tannehill, James Cook and Garrett Wilson. People were asking what you to do with Garrett Wilson. Traded away for Jerry Judy, Elijah Moore, Luke Musgrave and Jackson Smith and Jigba. Uh, it's just fascinating that these, these trades still go down in this buddy Anzac League. They just go, it's like every two weeks there's you're swapping half your team. Um, uh, I, I suppose, any thoughts on this trade? Or is it just a push? One last thing before, I think Houston do still have a first-round pick because didn't they pick to give away their first-round pick, but they still have the Browns. Oh, who knows? Um, yeah, so they do have the Browns' first-round pick. But um, carrying on, I think I'm on the, the Garrett Wilson, James Cook, Ryan Tannehill side, especially in Superflex. Obviously, the Tannehill owner here has yeah, looked at week one and gone, Look well, Tannehill's toast. <laughs> um, we're going to see Malik Willis or um, Will Levis by the end of this season, and I'm going to get out before I uh, can't. But for me, giving up Garrett Wilson in the same trade with James Cook, who had a pretty promising week one for the Bills, and not getting a running back back. So hopefully he's got some other running backs. I think he's in a bit of a rebuild uh, from what I remember. Yeah. So I'm surprised there's no picks involved. Yeah, just nothing. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Elijah Moore is interesting, but again, I think he's never going to be that, you know, top end, top end wide receiver. JSN's the winning piece here, but I'd probably rather Garrett Wilson than JSN and... The rest, Judy, Elijah Moore, and Musgrave are all good pieces, but they're just pieces versus Tannehill and Cook. I like to look at Musgrave, yeah, actually. Pieces. Went out and traded with Tombo just before week one. Um, Kidder was questionable, so I went and made a move for a tight end. And Luke Musgrave was there for a second. So I like him. Um, week one was good, so uh, there's some opportunity there for a young tight end as well. But, um, yeah, look, it's hard to pass up Garrett Wilson, right? It's going to be the one, whereas... Jason's still behind McCuff. Even if Rocket goes, McCuff's still going to be the guy there. So, uh, put out any thoughts, mate? Oh, I, I first looked at this and thought, oh, the JSN side, but. Talk to me, Yeah, I think you did. I think you definitely did. Bit of a push. There's, there's, I don't know. Like, I feel like Tannehill's a tough. James Cook, hmm. But they're two guys that just would be y'all for clear for the other. Names at least going to hold some value for a while. So it's Garrett Wilson for Judy Elijah Moore, Musgrave and JSN. Give me that side. Yep. As long as I as long as I can fit those four guys into my yeah, into my if I got if I've got cuts to make, yeah, that sounds good. But if I'm cut, cutting your other guys, maybe I'd rather keep them. Well, if <laughs> if I'm going to struggle to make cuts, surely I don't have Tannehill on my roster. Yeah. 
Exactly right. Um, all right, let's let's go uh, tomorrow. We'll look out for some football. It's uh, Vikings Eagles. Um, do the Vikings suck? Are the Eagles good? Let's find out tomorrow. Um, it's going to be a big bounce back game for these guys. I reckon the Eagles. So uh, offer mediocre performance in week one. So yeah. go the Eagles. Um, and yeah, let's 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 go. Week two. Goodbye. Have a great time. Joe. Yeah, football. Football. Someone just fought. <laughs> Not a bit.